Welcome to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Claudio and Steve will share their business and life experience to help you grow your business and improve your life. Here's Claudio and Steve. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. I'm Claudio Relsano. And I am Steve Mancini. We appreciate you tuning in. We came up with this show because we want to have impact on you. We tell you life stories, both life and business. And as you can tell already, we've been very open and personal and honest about it. And uh, Steve, today's topic is bouncing back from defeat. And uh, we're going to tell a few stories. You mind if I lead off with that? Go for it. Because I don't know what defeat is, Claudio. So please. I I do. As being a coach, (laughs) I I certainly do. But, you know, when when we first touched on this topic, um, the first thing that came to mind, a bunch of things came to mind, and how people deal with it. Uh, I remember myself personally, we had a game several years ago. Uh, We were playing Indiana University in Florida, which we shouldn't be playing Indiana University anywhere. But we've been playing them for years, right? And we would lose them pretty, pretty badly. Uh, their coach, I forgot his name, good guy. He's like one of the top five all-time leaders and wins and so on and so forth. Because he keeps playing you guys. Yeah, maybe that. We didn't, <laughs> it didn't hurt. Well, this one year when we had our championship, pre-championship team, but this was the team that won the championship, we were winning 7-1. to one. And, um, and for me, there's never enough runs. Never. Because like I tell my team, if we're up 10, let's score 11. If we're down 10, let's score 11. So now I have my best pitcher, Darren Kerfoot, pitching. Got my, we didn't have much of a bullpen, but now it's 7-2. to two. Then it's 7-4. to four. Then it's 7-6. to six. You know, And Darren was one of those guys who you just put the ball in his hand, he'd give you a confident smirk, and you just believed in him. You know? And some people in the stands, oh, take him out, take him out, take him out. Well, Darren was better at 60%. Then my bullpen rested was at 100%. And if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with my best, right? So we end up losing 8-7. to seven. And I was that – out of I, I, I don't want to say out of all the losses I've had. I haven't had that many, but I've had enough. That is the most memorable. Um, and then I kind of – at first, I questioned myself a little bit. Should I have changed it? Should I have done this? Should I have what, – what should I have done? And I was really down because I felt that, you know, I kind of let the team down a little bit. And But looking back on it, I didn't let the team down. I went down with my best. And so, and I told the guys, you know, it's, that's what life is. That's what defeat is. We lost. We didn't lose. We just, we ran out of time, as they say. But I will go down with that pitcher any day. So I really, I have no regrets. I mean, you always second guess yourself. Right. So how do we bounce back? Or after any loss, you know, you'll see some coaches cuss the players out or make them run. Like one time, one of my pitchers last year after we were winning and we ended up losing the game. And, and he was a passionate young man. And he said, I, I always say, does anybody have anything to say? I, I make the meetings quick after a loss. Quick. Okay, because they're a little emotional. You don't want to, uh, After a win, I'll say, wow, we won. After a loss, I'll point out a few things and let's get out. Turn the page, right? Let's get the hell out. Well, this kid said, and something I didn't like, he said, my old coach in high school used to make us run after a loss like that. And I said, number one, I've accomplished more in a week than your, than your coach has ever accomplished in his life. That I can guarantee you. Number two, he can't put a patch on me. Number three, if I would make you guys run, would that have prevented that 375-foot home run you gave up? No. 
Would it have prevented you from making an error earlier, uh, later in the game? No. Would it have prevented you from striking out with runners in second and third? No. Then what the hell is running going to right. do? I, I don't now, understand. No, I'll throw one thing. If it's an effort issue, effort's oh, different. Right. But if you gave that, again, nobody goes undefeated. Right. No, no, except right. for Rocky Marciano. Except Rocky Marciano. But, but, but that's but but that's totally different. So again, bouncing Which back. Is my point though, is that that would be the only instance where I would make them run. Oh yeah. Well, I, of a I don't loss. make them run. I'd flip right. out. The loss was what. No, what, I, it's I, annoying. I yeah. hate it. But that's not what's going to make you. One run. thing. I one of my rules is I have two rules. Care about this program and don't disrespect me. Making them run, I'm not going to make anybody run. We're going to have other issues. But bouncing back, you know, you, World B. Free was a basketball player, formerly Lloyd Free. He changed his name to World B. Free. They asked him, what is, what is your best attribute as a shooter? He was, he was a scorer. And I'll never forget, he said, a lousy memory. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you do. Now, real quick, you remember why you lost, but then you move on, you bounce back, you know. And, and that story, when we talked about this topic, and then we have a few others to talk about. But what, what do we do after Indiana loss? Why did we lose? Okay, we, we gave them a hell of a run. They're a much bigger school, obviously, and stuff like that. But then you just move on to the next game. And, and you as an individual, what did you do? Me as a coach, what did I do? What could I have done better? What did I do well? And let's shift it over to the next game. But you can't dwell on it. You can't dwell on it. Even me as a player... When I would make an out, you knew I made an out. I'd get mad, whatever. And one of my one of my best friends to this day, Joe Barry, he'd strike out. He'd put his helmet on his bat handle, put the bat down, and go calmly sit down. Me, man, I you know, I'm all fired up, you know. You know what? That's a that's a good point because I think a lot of people would say, Well, if you don't get kicked off, you're you know, you're not emotional. If you're not emotional, you don't care. No. Out of control emotions just mean you have out of control emotions. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with whether you care. You cannot lose your cool and still care. Right. To your point. Right. And by the way, that memory thing is huge. Again, how many professional NFL quarterback throws an interception? What does he do? Does he go run laps? No. He, gets, he puts <laughs> his out. He goes. He goes to the sideline. He drinks some water. You know, coach That's says do this, point. and he comes back out for the next. You know, the next set of downs. You treat people like men or like women, or women like right. adults. Yeah, you, you don't. Uh, that that old running stuff. What the hell is that going to do? Well, That's going to make things worse. It, it, again, if it's one, if there's only two reasons you're getting punished from me. Why? Because I coached for hockey for 20 years. You're getting punished for two reasons. Either one, you didn't listen to me when I specifically. Like, for example, I say go right, you go left. All right. You don't want to listen. Maybe we're going to try something else. Mm-hmm. Or two, you're out there and you're not trying. I say, well, I can't care more than you, but I can certainly make your lack of effort, you know, effort sure. feel a little bit of pain and practice, and hence you get a nice bag skate. But it's not like, oh, we lost. You guys are the worst. You suck. You know, now go start skating. Like I never did that. Now, do something stupid. Take a bunch of stupid penalties. You know, don't go out there and try. You know, halfway through the game, you know, they gave a couple of goals. Oh, we're done. Oh, now you're going to pay. Right. Because you got to play to the end. And it's, it, but the whole point of the show is about living life to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you've thrown the, you know, you know, figuratively speaking, the interception or gave up the home run or, you know, fumbled the ball, you know, using sports analogies, you know, whether you lost a contract, whether sports you know. Sports analogies you are great they, because, because they connect with life. That's exactly right. Because they're, they're, they're real in that moment of yeah. time at that game. That happened. And, you know, one kind of final thought on that, the guys, especially in the professional league, 
That is their business. Yeah. It, you know, those, those teams are business. It's about making money. And the commodity is the athletes. And so that the athletes don't perform. They don't stay on the roster very long. You don't stay on the roster very long. You don't make a lot of money. So that is their business. And there is no difference between that and, you know, being in a contract negotiation and not getting, you know, not winning the contract. It is the same thing. Or an attorney losing right. a case or exactly. whatever the case is. It's the is. same sure. thing. So what do you do after that? And again, you've you got to bounce back. You've got to have the short-term memory. I do believe, and this goes back to my military days, you always have to do, you know, you can call it a lot of terms. We would call it hot wash, after action, lessons learned, whatever you want to talk about it. You always learn from your failures. You have to learn because otherwise you're going to make the same mistake. That's why why the professional, again, back to the athletes, watch film over and over and over again. Even now you see a lot of um, sports where they're giving them the tablet in the game, you know, especially like hockey. They get off their shift, something went wrong, even something went right, whatever. And what are they doing? Face down in the tablet. And they're looking, they're looking, you'll see them moving, they're moving it, going forward. Same with the pros, they're sitting down. You know, in football, they're sitting down and looking at the tablet. Even baseball now, I see them looking at the tablet. It's that real that they're saying, I need to make adjustments because I'm going to go back out there in a few seconds or minutes, whatever, and I don't want to do that same thing over. So I have to immediately learn from that. You know, same thing in the business world. Business world is is just as mean. In fact, it might be a little more cutthroat and nasty. And it's like, if you don't learn from that, whatever that, that is, it's going to happen again because there's always somebody gunning for you, whether it's your job, whether it's trying to take your business, whether it's someone else competing for the same contract, you know, contract, whatever it is, there's always somebody on your coattails trying to beat you. Well, that and again, you said sports analogies and how they do transfer over to business. I know me personally. Uh, Something that had effect on me years ago when Sugar Ray Leonard fought Roberto Duran, the first fight. And obviously Sugar Ray was the golden boy, the smile, the Olympic uh, hero, and so on and so forth. And Roberto Duran was, you know, the hands of stone. He had those eyes, right? Well, he beat Sugar Ray Leonard. And right after the fight, Sugar Ray Leonard told his handlers, I want him in the ring in six months. He didn't wait three years like a lot of these fighters do today or after a loss they're done. After a loss, these guys, they have a, a mental thing with that, that, that O, that zero. Sugar Ray lost. He said, okay, I want him in six months. He, wanted to, he was right back in the gym. And that was the no Moss fight where Sugar Ray really turned it on and put on a show and made Duran quit. And then there's some fighters, without mentioning names, they'll lose a fight and they kind of go into their own cocoon. You know, they, they, their pride is hurt. And I get that. But so I guess it's up to the individual. But me personally, I want to get right back on that horse right away or after a failed attempt to get a job. You know, I, I, we said last week there was something that I really was counting on, not, not for my livelihood, but something that was really going to be a, a hell of an addition uh, to, my, to my income. Um, and, and I was looking forward to it and I worked very hard for it and I got it and it kind of faded away. So I could have focused on that and been upset about it. But if you remember, what did I do? I went after some other things, Draft Nation, some other things that came my way. Um, and I, 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 didn't, I, didn't live, I didn't live in defeat. I didn't, I didn't live there, okay? Again, we, we said right. that th- with Sam Malone, uh, that old story with his, he was with Fred Dreyer, asked him a question and he- I do he, remember that night, Claudio, for other reasons, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he said that for tonight I'm for, he said, I'm going to be okay tomorrow, but for tonight I'm going to feel bad. 
So, and, and something else that sticks with me, and, and it's a much, much deeper level, uh, and hopefully we'll get him on the show one of these days. We won't discuss this, of course, but uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, he, his, one of his best friends was his, his brother. And unfortunately, his brother uh, was killed years, years ago. And um, Ray was still climbing the ladder to, to, to fame and fortune and being, becoming a champion. Well, he didn't feel like going back to New York and, and train to be a boxer, you know, in his boxing world. He just didn't have it in him. And his dad said, Ray, you have to go. You have to, because you're going to starve here in Youngstown. You got to go to New York. And I'll never forget Ray's voice when he said, I had to go to New York. He says, I had to move on. And I moved on. You have to move on. It's still in you. But I'll never forget his tone of voice. And I've said this to him numerous times in his documentary. Um, when he said, he just didn't say I had to move on. The way he said it. And it's hard. Hmm. It, it, not just losing a game. Um, you know, we say bouncing back. Well, that's the ultimate loss, right. Well, bouncing back, right, bouncing back after defeat. You know, like I said before, when my mom passed, when my dad passed, you know, I, I was done because a piece of me passed. And then it hits you. So I, you know, move on might sound cold. It's not cold. And it's not, you know, it's not forgetting about them. It's honoring them even more, you know, and, and you have to go on. Like one time I, I said this before, my dad went through so much in his life, and I was pretty specific before, but I asked him one time, I said, Dad, how were you able to go through all the things you went through in life, especially when I was a little kid? You were told you were going to go blind. You told you had emphysema. You had all these things going on. And he very simply said, I had to. I had you to take care of. And that's it. It's as simple as that. You know, he moved on. He just, he kept fighting because you can sit in that world from a defeat. And so again, we're using sports as an analogy. Uh, boxers who've lost. Okay. I, I remember, again, one of my best friends who I love a ton, uh, Vinny Pazienza, Vinny Paz. He fought a guy named Aaron Davis in February of 2001. Aaron Superman Davis. He was damn good. And Vinny got beat. Um, the other losses he had, to be honest with you, were, you, know, you could say Vinny won, to be honest with you. This one, unfortunately, it was one of those days, as Sugar Ray Leonard said, Vinny picked a bad day to have a bad day. And Vinny lost. And we went into his hotel room after the fight, and I was in tears. I was in tears because of the way he looked. And he said, that's okay, brother. He said, I'll be back. I'll fight again, and I'll win. I was devastated. Him, he looked in the mirror and he said, geez, I really did. I, I said, yes, this is why I'm crying. He said, that's okay. He said, I'll bounce back. And he just simply, what did he do? He trained harder. He looked at film. He turned it up even more emotionally. And he went on a nice tear of wins. And he finished his career with his 50th win. And uh, soon to be Hall of Fame. But Lennox Lewis only lost two fights. And he was, he was winning. He was winning. And he got caught with one shot. And he lost. He dropped. What did he do? He came back shortly after those fights and beat those two guys. He lost to a guy named Rock Raman and Oliver McCall. And, and they just caught him with a shot. When you're, when you're fighting a 250-pound guy, it's going to happen. It only takes one. It only takes one shot. Right. Okay. And, you know, and these guys, you got to remember, they're a little bit different than us in the sense of when we go through, um, when, when people go through their everyday lives, they're not being covered in the media. They're not, they're not being pounded with, oh, you're the greatest. You might be one of the greatest heavyweight champs of all time. Or you might be one of the best baseball players or best guy. 
you know, Lennox Lewis was undefeated. He was great. Oh, you're the best. He got caught. As a matter of fact, that fight was in um, April of uh, 2001. Usually my dad and I always watch fights together. But it was my first pro baseball training, uh, first pro baseball camp. And we were watching it over the phone. I was in Atlanta. He was here in Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, as I'm known to do, I fell asleep. And then I woke up and my dad's hollering. And I see Lennox Lewis kind of out of it. And I told my dad, what the hell happened? He said, Clyde, he got knocked out. He got caught with a shot by Rock Run. I said, are you serious? And at the end of the fight, Lewis said he caught me. He didn't make excuses. So I'll be back. And that's what we got to do in life, as hard as it is. Easy to say. Life can be a B. I'm going to say it. It's a podcast. <laughs> we can say, hey, life can be a bitch. That's right. It really can be. And as they say, it's not, how you, it's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with it. And like I said, I've dealt with death and Man, is it hard. It's hard. And sometimes you just don't figure, why did it happen? Why did it happen? You know? Just because. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the answer is just because. Yeah, it is life, unfortunately. And, and I've been guilty of wallowing in that pool of negativity, of depression. And then finally, you know, you just have to get out of it somehow. You know what? Um, to your point, there's... There is no one, this is the whole theme of this show is, you know, not only are Claudio and I going to talk, but we're going to bring in folks that are going to talk. And we want anyone that's listening to this podcast to realize, and it's almost kind of like a, like a, I don't want to say this is a, you know, little, I don't want to leave, what's a soft, whatever you want to talk. But I mean, it's like, you're not alone. Everybody yeah. goes through bad times and everybody's goes good times. That's why I always tell my kids, I say, buckle up because you know, when everything's going great, the roller coaster's up. When everything, uh, you know, goes bad, the roller coaster's down. But you got to ride the storm out. Yeah. Ride the storm out. You know, it's going. Time keeps moving. The storm will pass. You know, even whether it's a moment later, a year later, ten years later, you have to ride the storm out. And and you know what? The funny thing is, is most of the things that we deal with that we think are so catastrophic are nothing. I mean, when you look around the world today and you see what, 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 what yeah. people are going through yeah. and you go, you know, oh, You're almost I, embarrassed. I, I, yeah, I didn't get a promotion or, you know what, like I said, I threw an interception in a game. It's like, like really? If that's, I, I have yeah. to interrupt. Forgive me. No, forgive no, 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 me. Years ago. Now, now, my story is one. Forgive me, Steve. I'm sorry. No, no. My, my story is one, you know, again, August 19th, 1973. I was eight years old. I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Okay. And there was a lot of trials and tribulations in between, right? And, you know, and, and thank God things went the way they did. But, you know, a lot of rejections and a lot of failures, a lot of insecurities and, and family members making fun of me. And that's my story, right? Well, I was doing a show oh, several years ago with someone else. And so that person went on first. So, well, I had cancer. I had my arm removed. I had, and then it was my turn. I said, well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, I, I didn't have it. I got plantar fasciitis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, I let off. I said, Hey, look, <laughs> I went through hell. I'm not saying I didn't. And thank God I went, I got it from A to B, but compared to that story, well, everybody's got a cross and your cross is relative to your life. Yeah. Like we jokingly say, Oh, first world problems. It is. People do whine a lot. Let's be very blunt, especially in the first world. But honestly, I, I think it's because they're soft. Like you said, when your old man, he's from a different generation. Oh, this is, I don't care. I got I to gotta do what I got to do. Nowadays, it's like 
but cable's out. Huh. Yeah, you know, they're, no. they're, they're calling. You know, they're calling one eight hundred help. You know, it's like just relax, man. I mean, but in their mind, I hate to say it, because they're so soft that that is a you know catastrophe in their life because they're so used to being online and I've got to watch my Netflix and there's no cable. It's a storm. I've got no power. Yeah, yeah. What do I do? I don't know what they do 100 years ago when they didn't have power, Netflix, or cable. But we've gotten soft. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, I know that's kind of not the theme, but in a way, I think it is. Well, it's how you bounce back right, because but if, I think, you are, if you're tough, and it sounds cliche, but if you're tough and you're strong, and, you know, like for me, I'm extremely sensitive. I was telling Joe a little bit before, Joe Hale, our producer, wonderful producer, I'm, uh, you know, I... I've, 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 I've encountered some things, for example, a couple months ago, and it's been in the news. I was waiting for my daughter at Pitt, and it was 11 o'clock at night. I said, I texted her, where, where are you at? She was in a meeting, and then all of a sudden, her gunshots. And long story short, I handled it well. I went to go get my daughter. I didn't panic. I didn't say, oh, my God, what's right. going on? And then I called her, and she said, Daddy, I heard the shots. And she's telling people, go down the steps, make a left. I said, I'll meet you where the O's used to be. No, no, uh, come to me. I was at the cathedral. She said, no, Daddy, we have to go to the left to where the O's was. I said, go that way. Go to Fifth Avenue. I'll pick you up there. We were very calm. There were some other things that we won't get into that I did very calmly, very well. She handled it great, too. But if a pet passes away, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wreck. Okay, uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm a wreck. I just am. I, I don't no, handle have a soft that. spot. No, it's yeah, okay. I well, have a soft spot. Yeah, and and I was you know so, but you know how you handle things, and then I like I tell my wife and daughter, and I tell my team, I tell my friends, panic after the fact. Well, that's right. Like like we did on the way home. How about if this? And it was a false alarm. The, the Turned police, out somebody was playing a little vanilla well, ice I, too loud. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> the, the the policeman had to shoot to get in to this building. But it wasn't any other shots. It was we were going to call a locksmith, but we're like, eh, yeah, it would right, take like an hour to get yeah, here. Right, so right. Just, that's what he did. So. But well, you don't know that when, when it happens. No, you don't. I've you been know. in areas where you hear gun fire and you know, yeah, not too so, far off, and you're like, eh, so, maybe should move so on. So I went, to, I went to get my daughter, and everybody's screaming, hollering, jumping over these walls because they don't know what's going on. <laughs> she was very calm. So, again, how you bounce back, how you handle things in life, easier said than done. But you know what? You have to do it. You but, just have, that's, that, that's but the, the irony is it's those bad things in life that get you prepared for the next bad thing in life because yeah. you will not not have a bad thing in life. You cannot live that way. I'll go a little spiritual on you. You know, I'm very, very, you know, uh, I take my faith very serious. Um, but, you know, just, you know, and you're listening, you don't have to be a Christian, but I'm just going to make a point, though. So, you know, Jesus says, you know, you gotta, if you want to follow me, you got to take up your cross. He's not saying I'm giving you an easy life. He's saying, hey, you're, you're going to have a cross. So, you know, and, and, and whether you're, regardless of whether you're, what you believe spiritually or, or your religion, the point is, and I do believe this, everyone has something to carry. It's how well do you carry it? So, again, if you think, oh, you don't understand my problems. Oh, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> I, and, and so does everybody in the room who's listening to you or, or you know, wherever the environment is mm -hmm. with respect to your problem. Everybody has a problem. No, you don't understand. No, mo most people do understand. The problem is, is they're dealing with it differently. So for example, you, know, you got a daughter, I got a daughter, and they come to you and they're, maybe they're <clears throat> crying about something and you're just kind of like, all right, you know, and you're thinking it's no big deal. And them, it's the end of the world, especially when they're, when they're teenagers, maybe it's their first boyfriend, whatever. 
I can't make you change the way you're dealing with that. I can be there, I can support you, but ultimately, you know, you go through it. And that's why every kid that goes through their first crush, remember that old term, what do they learn? What you learn is love sucks. You're going to have somebody you care about, and they're probably going to hurt you, and then now what? You know what I mean? So, again, it's getting a little bit in, a, in kind of a philosophical manner, but it's the point being is there is nothing you can escape that's not going to bring you something that's going to make you go, oh, man, and then, okay, got it. Move it, on. I think sometimes time will help, obviously. Oh, time heals all wounds. Heals I believe that. But two things, uh, two stories. Mario Andretti, and he didn't come up with it, but he was saying, this too shall pass. Right. But Kurt Warner, I'll never forget, I watched it live when he was with the Giants, the Hall of Fame quarterback. He was with the Giants after that great run with the Rams. He started fumbling. He wasn't doing well. They benched him for a kid named, I think his name was Eli Manning, right? Never heard of him. Yeah. Got it. And, and as Kurt Warner was walking off the field, the reporter said, Kurt, it looks like your career is over. Not just Giants, Kurt, right. your career is over. Eli Manning, number one pick. And Kurt Warner, and he's obviously a very faithful individual. He said, I'll never forget this line as long as I live. He said, I can't. And again, uh, we're not, you know, Christianity, whatever. He said, I. This was his words. I can't wait to see what the Lord does with this. I'll never forget. And I've tried to do that. And again, I've been through some things, obviously, as we all have, death and loss and all that kind of stuff. And it hurts. Right. You know, I told Joe before the show here, uh, somebody I know, is, is uh, he just doesn't let anything bother him at all. I mean, zero, unless it's a, you know... Uh, something unimportant, but that's another story. I wish I was like that. I, th I believe it was Shakespeare who said, life is a comedy to those who don't think and a tragedy to those who do. But what I've tried to do after a loss, uh, a sporting loss, I will, I, I don't overreact after a game. I don't say, oh, you're a shortstop. You, you made an error. No, that's not going to do anything. Let's fix up. Let's go to practice the next day and let's work on that. Like a shortstop of mine would kind of charge the ball as an outfielder. So he made some errors. You know what? Let's work on it. A pitcher or a hitter is flying open. He's missing the outside pitch. Let's work on it. For me to bitch at him and cuss him out. Does not, doesn't fix the doesn't problem. It doesn't do anything. It makes Again, it worse. Give me, if you're, if it's a discipline or an effort. That's all. That's yeah, all. Exactly. Because I coach hockey and. Right. I have a lot of words that I would use at practice, but they never came out yeah. unless you just do what I'm telling you to do, and you're yeah. doing your own thing. All right. Well, that's being disrespectful. Right, right. exactly. But, but after a lot, so, so again, bouncing back after defeat, um, John Calipari, hot. He was, he was hot, right, with the UMass. He went to New Jersey Nets in 95, I think it was, a couple of years. He took him to the playoffs, but then they kind of had a little bit of a bad run. He got fired. Stayed in his house. Didn't want to leave. And his wife said, let's go to dinner. No, I can't. Why? Because people are going to say stuff. They're going to point at me and all that kind of stuff. She said, let's go to dinner. You know what happened at dinner? Nothing. And John hit him. It hit John. He said, you know why? Because everybody has their own problems. Right. You right. know, everybody, they're not worried about him. Everybody has their own problems. So we're all going to lose. We're all going to right. have defeat in business and, and relationships. Now, when you're talking about death, that's a whole new thing. That's going to take longer. Like I said, I was extremely close to my parents. There's not a second that goes by that I don't try to honor them or talk about them. Or we name my daughter after them, whatever, after my mom. Uh, we're having a tournament name. I have a tournament named after my parents, all that stuff. And it, and. It's still I can I can talk about my parents in a joking way with my friends and stuff like that, 
but sometimes something creeps in, right. you know, and, but, but uh, you know, it's, it's a, how do you bounce back from the defeat? Again, you deal with it. You just do it. You got to move on. You got to move goes on. on. Yeah. Because if, if you stay in that rut, if you stay there, guess what happens? Well, that's you good. stay there. That's right. You well, that's what there. I think in a funny way. And I say like this, you must become a loser because then you, you, you are in that zone. Get out of that zone as fast as you can. Move on. And, and there Don't has stay. To be, You've lost. You made a mistake. Something bad happened. Got it. Move on. Exactly. Get to the next to be zone. A, a, a motivation. I told the story before. When my mom passed. And I know we're short on time here. My mom passed. I was at the coffin, uh, at the casket, and I, and I was done. I didn't care about baseball. I didn't give a damn about anything. And my dad I'll never forget. He reached over, and I could still see his hands. And he said, "I know what you're thinking, but you can't." He said, "Because you promised her. Forget about me. You promised her that you would." keep at it and make our dreams come true. And then again, as corny as it may sound, it's like the Rocky thing hits. And I was in tears and I grabbed my mom's hand. And I said, okay, you didn't quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep at it. So there has to be something, you know, um, Warren Buffett said, there has to be someone in your life that you don't want to disappoint. And that can help you with bouncing back from defeat. Not just about you losing, maybe your wife, your kid, your parents, you want to make them proud or you promise them something. You know, Boo Boo Mancini, once again, he pro he wanted to win the title for his dad, his first title shot. And Ray was hot. He loses to Alexis Arguello, who is a Hall of Famer. And and Arguello said to him, to Ray and to his dad, you are going to be a champion. Believe me, I know. And Ray became a champion. He didn't quit. He didn't say, I'm done. He, he dusted himself off and went back at it. As, as, as John Wayne-ish as it sounds, John Wayne said, uh, courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. We all get scared. We all worry. We all lose. And, and it's not being a tough guy. Oh, they're being hard. No, but you have to do it because if not – you're going to stay in that rut. That's right. And you're not going to advance. And it's going to eat you it's and eat, eat you, you and eat you. And you just got to move on. Again, the show is called Talking Business and Life. And this is the life portion. Yeah. We are doing this. We get nothing for this, really, at the end of the day. We're doing this because we've been around the world a few times. And we're hoping that there's something that, that we have that we can share with you and, and help you become a better person. That's we hope is. we make something out of it. Well, <laughs> we're trying. Let's we're talk trying. about that in a minute here. Uh, we'll talk about sponsorship. No, I'm just yeah. Let's <laughs> no, um, segue well, into hold, that. Hold on a minute. We're going to go there. But you know what? But, it, but at the end of the day, sincerely, the, this is about helping folks. Sure. You know, you and I talked about this over a year ago, about doing something. You know, we're going out there. You know, we want to speak to you, your organization. Not another show like this, in my opinion. No, because, again, we're, we're, just, we're just talking and we're coming from the heart. There's no script to this. If you could out. look at my, my notebook in front of me, there's nothing on it. It's... I'm giving you. I'm giving it to you from the gut. This is how I live. This is how Claudio lives. This is how Joe, our engineer, lives. He's a tough guy, Joe. He's been doing this a long time. He's well, got to deal mom with said, us. Speak from the heart up. Not that's the neck right. Up. But no. But speak from the heart up, not the neck up. How to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office. Go to ClaudioRosano.com to get that book. But go ahead. Amen. No, no. But but I mean, the point though is, is this is about helping you because to Claudio's point, we wouldn't be where we're at if we hadn't got help from someone somewhere along the way. Whether sure. that was just giving you, you know, some advice on, you know, whether it's how to do a podcast, or what degree you should take, um, which job offer you should, whatever it is. I mean, I've gotten some advice out there from folks. Um, that has helped me along the way. And so I feel it's the whole, I'm going to pay it back now. And so that's why we're doing this. And you know what? We want to hear from you. So go out to our website, crsmmedia.com. It's crsmmedia.com. Send us an email. We're using the, uh, our, our other shows, email questions at italianimpactweekly.com. 
Tell us some stories. Tell me something you want to hear about on the radio. Give me something that I can give you an appreciation for something you've been through. And hey, if you got some business advice or if you want to tell us something that we don't you know. You want to be a guest. You want to be a guest. We want to hear from you because, again, this show is not about us. It's from us to you for you. So we want to hear from you. We want to, you know, we want to, you know, we want your thoughts. We want your ideas. We want your stories. We want your advice so that we can share that on the radio. Claudia, I'll give you the closing thoughts. But real quick, um, let's mention the uh, hosting and what makes us different. Empire we Media out. Ventures, we are looking for show people who want to host their own podcast. Um, what we're going to be a little bit different than others is we're going to, I always tell my team, we're going to pull the same rope at the same time, for the, at the same direction for the, for the same result. We'll get a great special result. And that is you put your show on our site, uh, crsmmedia.com under the umbrella of Empire Media Ventures. And let's say we have this show, Talking Business and Life. Let's say you have a sports show and then somebody has a uh, just a general talk show. Maybe they like general talk. Well, wait a minute, I like sports too. Let me listen to that show. Oh, I like uh, Talking Business and Life. So we're all helping each other out. Uh, what do they say? High tides lift all boats. And um, so get in touch with us and we'll explain it to you a little bit better. But this is your shot to have a podcast and we're not going to just let you go on your own. We're, we're going to be there for you. We're going to try to help you out. We'll promote your shows on our show. Uh, we're going to we want you to promote our show on your show. We want to help each other out as corny as that is. But that's how you get things done. Everybody pulling that same rope at the same time, same direction. You get a great result. And not only that, if you want, we'll even work with you to help you out. Again, yeah. this is this. See, there are places where you can go post your podcast. We know that. If you say, Why don't I just go out here and put it? You can do that, but you're on your own. You know, they might have some instructional videos, but you can actually, we're going to work with you. We'll reach out to you. Again, we'll advertise your show. Yep. Um, we'll do a lot Give to work with you. Give you some advice. Right. We've been through it. Exactly. So this isn't just about, you know. We want you to make money too. That's right. right. So, no, that's yeah. that's exactly right. To, to Claudio's point, a rising tide lifts all boats. So let's work together. Reach out to us, crsmmedia.com. Go out to the website, send us an email, and let's uh, let's start talking. Thank you to all the listeners. We appreciate you. Please send your comments and questions to us. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Thank you for listening to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Tune in next week for more impactful business and life experiences with Claudio and Steve.